0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Generation On Air. My name is Alex Bullimore and I am joined by Micah Chadley, Luke Ross and for the first time this season, welcome to Tom Ward. Welcome. Good evening. Thanks for coming on guys. Uh, well, no sooner after recording what I would say is the n- a near perfect preview for Sheffield United away the game was probably postponed due to a Covid outbreak in the QPR squad and yesterday what we all knew was probably going to happen was confirmed by the club and Saturday's game against Swansea has also been postponed uh, which is particularly gutting as it was a rare three o'clock home kickoff for us on a Saturday as well. Uh, So with a distinct lack of things to talk about we thought we would pick our sort of all-time combined QPR 11 from players that we've actually seen play in our years of supporting the club that may not be as fun say for you the listener but we're going to enjoy it I think certainly um, so just before we start we have got a few rules that I'll just run through the formation that we're going to be playing here we've set is a four-two-three-one. Um, 2 Just one suggestion from each of the three guys per position. A player can only be suggested if you saw them play. Uh, Each suggestion must come with an explanation. A player can only be suggested if you truly believe he was the best at QPR. Being underrated does not warrant inclusion. So, for example, I know Pavel Shoek is named as an underrated player. Uh, also, a player cannot be suggested based off of his time after leaving or joining the club, e.g. Danny Perejo. Um, so, also, in the event of a tie, which is unlikely, obviously, um, I will get the deciding vote to see who goes through, and that is the rule I'm most looking forward to, because, you know, power hungry. Um, so let's get started, and we'll let our... Newcomer for the season, Tom starts with the goalkeeper. Tom. Okay, so I
1: uh, I've only really been watching properly since around sort of 2010, um, really. So obviously there's probably a couple of keepers that that I'm I'm going to be missing out on, but I actually went for it was a tough tough one between Alex Smithies and Paddy Kenny, but I decided to go for Paddy Kenny. Just because although he wasn't here very long, I thought he he did have a bit of a mistake in him at times. But I thought overall was just a very consistent keeper, very, you know, did all the basics well. And I don't think we should have got rid of him when
0: we did, personally. okay, Uh, Micah, who did you go with on the goalkeeper?
2: Um. Yeah, similar to Tom, I I was stuck between two, but I was stuck between Paddy Kenny uh, and I was actually stuck between Rob Green. Um, I will say Alex Movies obviously was great for us, but um, I think I'm going to go with Rob Green just because I think not only was Rob Green really great for us that season in the Championship where we got promoted, but people often forget when we did actually get to the Premier League in that 2014-15 season, I believe it was, he was actually one of our better players. Um, so on top of that, obviously, obviously Paddy was great for us in the championship. But uh, I think once it came to that top level, like playing in the Premier League, I think Rob Green just edges it over Paddy. So I'm going to go with Rob Green as my vote. So we've got one for Rob Green.
0: Uh, Tom, just remind me who you went for again. Sorry. It was- Paddy Kenny. Alan Kenny from, from Tom. Tom Lucas, your suggestion cool. for, for the number one position.
3: It's tough because I've sort. I started going to games in 2012, um, so it's sort of um, a split between three ways for me: Rob Green, Alex Smithies, and Diane. Um I think I have to go for Alex Smithies, though. Um, I think 16, 17 season. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this now. I'm saying he kept us up that season because. We finished two points above the relegation zone um, and he made some absolutely outrageous saves, particularly from 12 yards, um, which where he really excelled and not many other keepers have um, <laughs> done well from there. Rob um, Green, obviously, had, had, a re- had a great season in the Championship, holds the club record for most consecutive clean sheets and he, um, and he got an England call-up while he was playing for us in the Premier League. Um, senny Dieng, he came in last season and was phenomenal and he's been double decent this season, but I think Smithy's just about edges it Yeah, so do you
2: know what? That's a good point Lucas, I did forget actually that that one season, didn't Alex Smithy save something like 7 out of the 12 penalties that he faced or something ridiculous
3: yeah. Something ridiculous yeah. like,
2: I, yeah. I have not seen a keeper at QPR that good from like defending a penalty, trying to save a penalty. I don't think there's been one before or since.
1: I think we've got to give Smithy's credit as well. Uh, cause if you look at the defence that was playing in front of Kenny, like I think Kenny was a great keeper, and same with Green, to be fair, he was a good keeper, but that defence that we had in front of Smithy's at times was absolutely woeful. And the amount of yeah. bowling, the amount of shots he was facing some games, like he was very, very good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he was class to be fair. Yeah, that's
2: a fair point as well, to be fair. I think a good with, point.
0: the thing that with Green that lets it down for me is that when we came back down, he was a little bit more disappointing, I'd say. And it was, you know, that time when he was gonna play a, if he played a certain amount of games, he would have triggered a clause where we had to give him an extension. So he played yeah. him right up until that point. Mm. And obviously you've got Smithies waiting in the wings and you know, I think we all kind of knew that he was going to be our number one for the foreseeable. So we were kind of just sort of time wasting a little bit with Green because, you know, he was like a few of the defensive players in that playoff final was spectacular. You know, the it was just complete domination from Derby and we somehow managed to scrape that one nil in the most Flu- not fluky, but you know, in the last minute scene It was
2: fluky, we can be honest We can be honest now, <laughs> it was a massive fluke
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah it was But you know, like it wouldn't have happened if Green, Hill, Dunn, etc I'm there's, sure there's two players there that will come up later on in this yeah. conversation Well, do you in know what, them- I won't,
2: if, you, if you do go with Smithies Of the argument that we the defence in front of him compared to Green I could yeah. probably accept that, I think that's probably a fair
0: argument I think the only one that I'd have... I probably would have said Paddy Kenny, but I think seen as... It's, li- it's looking like Smithies, isn't it? We we all yeah. happy with Smithies? I think that's fair.
1: Yeah, happy with Smithies, to be fair.
0: Okay. No question. So, so, Smithies will go in as our goalkeeper. So, who wants to take... Uh, where, where should we go next? Should we go left-back or right-back? Right right-back. We'll go one fight. for right-back if we want to start a right-back.
2: Okay, Micah, over to you for right back then. This might be a controversial one. This might be a popular one, but he only played for us for six months. But I do not believe I've seen to this day a better right back play for QPR than Kyle Walker in however long he spent on loan. Mm. I think I think he was a right back that was way ahead of the time in terms of the championship when he came into the league. I think he's obviously gone on and proved to be a world-class right back, one of the best right backs of his generation. I think that link he had down the right-hand side with Tommy Smith and the Delta Raps, I mean, I've I've not seen anybody that good play right back for QPR. And I know it was only like three months, but for me, it's Kyle Walker.
0: Fair enough. I've completely forgotten that he played for us. Because I've... Wow. Yeah, that's wow. a massive... Sh- no, well, you know, like you said, he's only been there. It was us. only three
2: months. To be fair, it was three months, but... <laughs>
0: Okay. Um, Lucas, your suggestion, please.
3: Oh, th- this is more recent and obviously um, he, he was playing before I started following art very passionately. So I think um, we haven't seen many good right-backs come through the doors um, during my time. Obviously, I'm not allowed to put Paul Zolek, um as the rules have um, said. So I think... Is between two, um, Angel Rangel and Darnell Furlong. I think I'm going to have to go for the latter here, Darnell Furlong, because in, in his second ever professional match, he came up against Alexis Sanchez, who back then was in his prime, came up against a team filled with Alexis Sanchez, Olivier Giroud, just then a few, for argument's sake. And Then when we dropped down, he had a couple seasons on loan, then he came back and absolutely bossed the right back position. Um even though he didn't have it the whole time, I still think he was very solid and he develops um a long throw ability which really harrow sends backs. Still don't really get why we let him go the time we did, but I think for me it's gotta be off Furlong. I can't see anyone else in the well, position for me.
0: I wish the people listening could have seen Tom's face when Lucas was saying that. Tom, do you wanna <laughs> Explain. Yeah, well,
1: to be fair, Furlong for me was just always one of those players where he was so frustrating because you knew that he had ability and like, obviously, since we got rid of him, West Brom, he has been a decent player but I just, I I always thought when he played for us, he he would just have lapses in concentration defensively uh, where he'd switch off at the back post or he'd give the ball away in a bad area and cost us and, for some reason as well, he'd always let the winger back dictate the tempo and sort of like run into the box a lot of the time, which is something I always used to remember. But Furlong, I would say, I would say both the suggestions, obviously Walker was very good. Um, I don't really massively remember it with it being 2010, but, and Furlong as well, they've both gone on to probably be a lot more successful now. Well, of course, with Kyle Walker, but Just based off QPR, my suggestion was um, I I actually was going to say Angel Rangel. Um, I thought about Albert Adoma, but I think if you're going to play a right back, you can't really play Adoma at right back, Um, even though he's been excellent for us so far. But I went Rangel just because I think for what he did for the club um, and what you've got to put into perspective is they were literally the twilight years of his career. Um, you know, so he was coming into us physically. probably wasn't where he, you know, would have wanted to have been at times. And I just thought his experience, every time he seemed to play, our defence looked a lot more solid with him in it, in my opinion. Um, and that's why I've gone for him.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair enough. The, the one game that he really sticks out in is the game against Swansea where we win... Four one or four nil, whatever it was, and he went about brutally kicking Dan James for most of the game, <laughs> and it was uh, it, it was brilliant because that that was a season without much sort of passion about it, and, and he comes along against a team where he is a legend and he's well up for the fight, and it and it was fantastic viewing. Um, I I actually kind of I went with Furlong, or I was thinking of Furlong prior to the game prior to this uh no one considered bradley or then a much underrated part of that
1: did consider bradley or but i just think he wasn't probably with us long enough yeah um to sort of you know he never really featured when we got promoted did he i think we brought that idiot basingua in which was that was no no nah, it
2: was a couple of, that was a yeah. year after we came up wasn't it i think who did we had luke young when we went
0: out oh, right, he wasn't much better, was he? Let's be
2: honest. Yeah, he was
0: equally woeful, but at least he tried. Um, I, I rem- distinctly remember in the first game that I saw Bradley Orr play, um, one of the people sat behind me claimed that he would need his oxygen after about five minutes, and then went on to he went on to play a massive part in getting us promoted and played most of the games I think that season. So he wasn't quite as past it. Um, as people were suggesting at the time. But we've got... Micah, with the Carl Walker suggestion, I think as Tom pointed it out, is it kind of, as much as he was good for us, is it not a bit kind of trying to include him off of his current glory
2: with Man City? I'll be honest with you. Um, I I was expecting that accusation. Um, (laughs) But, you know, if, if if you guys go with Darnell Furlong... Offered third like longer time then I'd say fair enough but I think in terms of just pure ability in terms of who was the, the best right back I've seen at QPR taking everything else out of the uh, out of consideration I would say that is the highest level of right back play I've probably seen at QPR in my life
0: This is tough because you're right about Walker
2: he was quality um... I just remember that Coventry away game where he won the game by himself from right back in a team with Adel Taarabt, that that's impressive, very impressive. But you know, I, I I always felt like Furlong was underrated at QPR. I always felt like he was massively underrated. I feel like because of his dad as well, he had such high expectations that he could almost never live up to. But I always felt he was a really really good right back, and I'm not surprised to see him doing so well now. I think I'm. <sighs>
0: this is tough. Anyone else been swayed by someone else's opinion?
1: I've been swayed by the Walker shout because although it wasn't me, I do remember, obviously, family. My parents, uh, my dad mainly, he used to go on about how when he saw Walker play for QPR, he knew that he would go to the top
0: level just because how good he was. Okay, I think we'll go with Carl Walker then. Um, Lucas, right centre-back. In fact, actually... Give us both your centre-backs.
3: Oh, my centre-backs, one of one of whom I'm going to go for a current player um, in Rob Dickey. Um, I think might might spark a wee bit of controversy, but um, Dickey, he came into a woeful defence um, of having lost Grant Hall. Um, and we had a young and... Inexperienced and frail, if you like, Connor Masterson, um, who are forming part of the back line. He comes in, he sews up the defense and gets player of the season, and we concede something like 20 less goals than last season and get a clean and um, get more clean sheets. Um, yeah, and this this season, while we haven't been as defensively solid, he's 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 the performances up, and he's doing really, really well. At the back also no doubt him from thirty odd yards.
0: And your other centre back?
3: I'm other centre back. Um, I couldn't decide, but but they one of them played in quite a few positions for us at the club. Um, but one, one of them, both were captains. Um, but I've gone for Nedim Anua. Um, really solid at back, particularly during his latter years at the club um, so, sewing up was quite shaky defense leading fairly well I must say play played every minute in that 15-16 season um, and yeah I think I think it just I think it just has to be a newer okay Tom. I'm going to
1: go – I can totally understand where he's going with Dickey and Anua, but the only reason I haven't included both of them is just based on – I think you look at our defence now, it's probably our only real weakness is conceding soft goals. And and same with when Anua was playing for us. We seemed to concede at will quite a lot. And I know the players around him weren't great, but I've gone for uh, Clint Hill for me class player, obviously one of my favourite players growing up and then it was a really close one for me because there was three centre-halves that all I thought were brilliant, one was Casper Gorks, one was uh, Richard Dunn and one was Ryan Nelson and I honestly, I'd have any of those three in there so I'd, I'm happy but if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Ryan Nelson just because I thought he was only here for a season but I can remember him. I think it was the year we went down actually, but I remember him being being top player like.
0: Yeah. That I'm so happy you said Ryan Nelson because he just is forgotten because he was he didn't complete the season because he went off to start his career as a manager and I don't think it's really I don't know where it's really gone but he was so good for us just underrated maybe it was because it was like the rest of the team were a complete shower of shite but you know he just sort of was solid the whole time and was just clearly not someone taking the club for the for a ride um so yeah so happy that you said that obviously the other picks equally is valid uh Micah you sounded quite happy when he mentioned Clint Hill
2: yeah, it's funny because I wasn't sure where Clint Hill was going to come up here because obviously he played left-back as well as playing centre-back. Um, but I, I have picked Clint Hill as one of my centre-backs um, in my lifetime. Best centre-back I've seen at the club. Not the most glamorous, not like a glamorous sort of Van Dyke ball-playing centre-back. He would just be classic, headed, kick it, defender. Loved the club, played with passion was bombed out of the club twice, really. Um, was bombed out of the club. I remember when we came up, Warnock farmed him out on to Forest uh, and he came back in his first game, uh, completely marked Didier Drogba out of the game to the point that Drogba got sent off, I think, against Chelsea. Um, <clears throat> came back, stayed with the club, captained the club, got us back up, played for us in the Premier League. Um... Yeah, stuck with the club. What I think, you know, during that era, obviously, we we had the Basingwas and the Mbias and uh, whoever else. But, you know, he stayed true to the club, stayed true to the principles that he was kind of shown when he was brought to the club by Warnock. And I think we all kind of look at him as a, as a club legend, really. Um, so not really much more needs to be said about Clint Hill. My other centre-back is actually somebody who Tom mentioned already, who I think, gets forgotten quite a lot. But Casper's Gorks was an unbelievable centre back. I don't know like if if you know you guys remember Casper's Gorks, but Casper's Gorks, uh, he, unlike Clint Hill, he was there for I think two seasons before we um <clears throat> before we had that promotion season. And even then when we were awful, like we were terrible. We were a really, really bad football team that was going through three managers a season. Even then, I think most QPR fans were watching him and thinking, this guy is so good. Like, he's ridiculously good. And, uh, you know, we formed a great partnership with Hill uh, when we went up. So those would be my two. I have to say, though, I thought Onua was underrated at his time at the club. Um, Dicky was close to getting in there, but I do feel like he started a bit slowly with us and kind of grew into his career. You know, if you, if you were to ask me again in a season or two, I'm sure you know, it would be more of a tough decision for me. But um based based off of what I've seen, I have to say those two.
0: Yeah, I think um, Hill and Kaspers have had two mentions here. It's only fair that both of them get put in, but worthy suggestions all round in this one. Certainly a, a position that we seem to have been not sort of blessed in, but sort of quite a lot of players have sticked stuck in the mind. I was very tempted by Lucas's argument for Dicky. I think, Mike, you spot on it in a couple of years' time. You'll look back on him and think, actually, he was quality. Um, and, you know, the fact that he won player of the year and stuff like that. And I think if he weren't, if he's, hadn't have tailed off a little bit recently, he would certainly have a much stronger argument to be in there. Uh, left mm. back now. Now, obviously, because Clint Hill's in there already, I really struggled with left-back, unless I've really overlooked someone. So, Tom, do you want to start us off on this one?
1: Yeah, again, I I sort of made a bit of a short list um, for each of of the positions, just wrote three or four players down. And I feel like we've had a lot of good left-backs without having a really outstanding one. Um, I remember Tai Taiwo was very good for a a very short period, but... But he well, was dear. a inconsistent. Like he didn't really string it together, did he? But he was ability-wise, he was top. I mean, Lee Wallace has even got a shout from me. I just think, imagine if we'd have had him in his prime. Um, then you had the likes of Jake Bidwell, Armand Traore. But I've gone for Ryan Manning personally. Um, I just think he, defensively, he did. He was. He did have his weaknesses. To be fair to him, um, but he's a player that. I mean, looking now, I wish we'd kept him. I know maybe the way he left, it was a little bit of a unsavoury, sort of the way he, he went and he wanted to go to Swansea, obviously. But I just think I can remember a couple of games where he just showed his, his quality technically. I, I remember him scoring a great goal at Hull away. Um, and I just think he was a very decent player. But if Taiwo get it, if any of those that I've, I've mentioned get in there, then... As I say, they're all they've all been decent, but I wouldn't say there's been an outstanding left back really.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh
2: Micah? Um, yeah, just before I say mine, I'd, similar to Tom as though, like we've had a lot of decent left backs. We've never really had a great one. And I think one of the big problems at QPR is just been a refusal to sort of modernise how we use wing backs until Warburton's really come in. I think that's why Ryan Mining got so many pelters, because we just weren't used to like left backs. Being in the final third, it was almost foreign to us. Um, but um, I, you know, I would have to say, I'm going way back in time here. This will show you how long I've been watching QPR. My very first season, Remember, I remember watching QPR. There were three players that I fell in love with, maybe four, Martin Rowlands, Lee Cook, Paul Furlong, and one specifically, Gino Padula. I was absolutely obsessed with Gino Padula as a kid, to the point that I'm not actually even sure if he was actually good for us or not. I'm told he was. But I was obsessed with him. I thought he was great. And the fans all loved, we all loved Gino. Every, every, every game, Gino, Gino, every game for Gino Padula, even if he was having a bad game. Uh, so that is going to be my pick, Gino Padula. That is, a. Uh,
0: I mean, th- these are the other two, Tom and Luke, because I don't think they... You guys are probably a bit too young for Gino, aren't you?
3: I, I don't think I was even alive when Gino was in the team, to be honest.
2: <laughs> that makes me feel so old as
0: hell.
1: I remember watching a, a video back of when we took, what was it, like 10,000 away fans to Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday. The Hillsborough, I remember, yeah. yeah. I remember him giving it massive to the away fans. Uh, but I never yeah. actually saw him play, no.
0: The thing is with them, uh, and I mentioned this before we all started, is that Obviously, I watched these players—the Rollins, Birchams, Gallons, whatever. I can't really remember them though that much, so that's kind of why I haven't in when I've go, been going through my selections for each of these, I haven't actually picked any of them basically because I couldn't tell you how good they actually were. I just know that they were good based on what other people have said. Um, Lucas, would you like to share?
3: Oh, god, then I've actually, I've actually. <laughs> Um, so obviously, right now we have Lee Wallace. Even at 34, he's still ter- tearing up at left back. But for me, I know he's already in the team. But I've gone with Clint Hill at left back. Um, I just, I just, I found it really hard to pick a left back because, as as has been said, as we all know, we have had no outstanding left back coming to the club for at least best part of two, two to three decades now. So I think. Uh, Clint Hill I think has to be up there for me and mind you the only good thing that Mark Hughes did in the club was convert Clint Hill to centre back (laughs) uh, um, but I think it has to be Clint Hill for me Um, Do
2: you know what? what? I'm happy to do a trade putting Clint Hill left back for Ryan Nelson centre back if everybody else is happy with that (laughs) because I don't think we have a lot of good left backs
0: Well I don't know the thing is when I was going through the team for me, I was I had to look on Wikipedia for past players because I'd kind of forgotten any sort of outstanding left-back. And I don't think he's... I mean, it kind of goes against the rules a little bit. But um, maybe not necessarily the best player, but I always loved watching Yun-Suk Young. <laughs> oh, promoted.
2: what a shout. He was so shout.
0: good. Like, what a shout. And again, just underrated. I think we've already discussed how resolute that team was. Um, but I, I really liked him. So, I don't know.
2: He was great. I'm not sure why we let him go. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there, but he was great. Because he was all right in the
0: Premier League as well, wasn't he? It wasn't like yeah. he was rubbish. or like, There was worse players than him. But
2: Yeah, he was a good player. I always remember that goal against Barnsley on the last day of the 13-14 season what mm,
0: yeah so we've got one for Yun Suk Young we've got one for Gino Padula we've got one for Clint Hill again Um, and then Tom just you, remind us of your Ryan Manning Ryan Manning yeah Ryan Manning.
2: do you know what I'm going to change my vote to Yan to be honest with you beautiful right there we go we've got a bit of
0: South Korean brilliance uh yeah Right. Uh, very quickly, Micah, do you want to lead us off into cent- uh, CDM? Just
2: one of them? So I do two. So I do my two. Or...
0: You can do, yeah, do your two actually. Do your two.
2: Um, so obviously, just to get through my honourable mentions. I know Johansson hasn't been here long, but that level of midfield play we've seen from him has been better than anything we've seen for a while. Um, you know, scoring had a good season or two, and it kind of went sour for him. And then, if I if I go back to when I was younger, I loved Martin Rowlands as a kid. He was captain, fantastic for me as a kid. Um, and then, of course, as much as my hate for him is very well documented, I suppose you can't ignore uh, Mr. Barton and his time at the club. But my two for me and. One of them won't surprise you. Alejandro Fallin's my favourite QPR player ever. favourite even more so than Terupt. I just think the the sort of the flair, the passing ability, technical ability, combined with like that grit and that work rate, It's just the perfect, perfect midfield player. And um, Sean Derry as well. Sean Derry more so the the work rate and the grit than the uh, technical ability uh, compared to Fallin, but. Um, I think what he'd done for QPR and how he did it as well, the way he went about and, and carried himself as a QPR player, I think, you know, he has to be in there for me. So, Fallen and Derry for me.
0: That is a very strong midfield. And the two suggestions that I was going to have was Fallen and Derry. It doesn't really get much better than that, does it? Uh, <laughs> Tom, do you want to just go through your two?
1: Yeah, um, As I say, I I would have picked definitely Ali Forlan. Um, Carl Henry, I think, deserves a shout. I I always thought he was a good player for us Under sort of did all the dirty work. But he's probably a little bit worse than Sean Derry, really. Um, So I I would go Forlan and Derry. But I do think Johansson... Johansson's the closest thing to Ali Forlan, I think, we've had, obviously, since Ali Forlan um, Mm. with the left foot... uh, I just wish Johansson had used his right a little bit more. It's the same with Dizel. For some reason, it's literally like their right leg is just for standing. Um,
2: you get that a lot with yeah. left-footed players, don't you? You get
1: that yeah. like a lot of left-footed
2: players are very left-footed. Yeah, it's,
1: I've never understood it. I just think, like, I don't want to get into a conversation, but you saw Vrancic. He, he scored a great goal with his weaker right foot. And there was so there's so many times where... Our, our midfielders will just check back on the, on the left foot all the time. But, yeah, yeah Forlan and Derry for me, 100%. I think that's a, a pretty much no-brainer, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Speaking, though, as a left-footed footballer, I, I'm not really a footballer. I'm someone who tries to play football. <laughs> but we look better, don't we? Like, left-footed players just yeah, look it's better. True. It's it the same in, same in cricket. Left-handed batsmen for some reason. Just look better, it just works. Um, finally, Lucas, you haven't got long because this Zoom calls very quickly running out of time before we go into a new one. But, uh, is it Derry and Fulham for you?
3: Um, Fallen, yes, Derry, no. I've gone with Mas instead, always left everything out, um, especially in seventeen eighteen. He was got player of the season, and I see Alex. I wish you see. I wish you could see his face right now.
0: That's Luongo's it. second touch was always a tackle, and I think that <laughs> says enough. No, um, I, I respect you. It's your choice. It's your t- your suggestion that uh, no, he's, he's not. He's not getting in ahead of Derry. But go ahead. and a explain. hard worker. He did um, work. He worked He 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 worked. Always going, he, he,
3: work, he, he, work, he always worked. He always left everything out on the pitch. Worked really really hard. Um, um all um and he always was read on, especially during his first two seasons where he couldn't find the back of the net at all. He was he was read on especially to get a goal, which he got. And I remember he had a bit of a goal scoring season in 17, he was captain when Anua was injured and got player of the season. Dropped off a bit under Stevie Mac, but um still didn't? Four, four years at the club <laughs> was mostly good.
0: Okay. Um yeah, I think it's safe to say it is going to be Sean Derry and Ali Fall in the midfield. That's an absolute... I mean, that that is the powerhouse that got us promoted and won us league. So I don't think uh, you can really look beyond that one. Okay, so moving on from uh, the formality, which was the sort of holding midfield positions, um, let's go on to... Another formality, let's be honest. Left midfield. I'll let Micah start off. But I think we all know who's going in here. Oh, well, we know one of two.
2: Well, I don't know. Micah. Um, Yeah, I mean, here it's going to be one or two. It's, to be honest, you could put this guy left mid. He's going to go and play wherever he wants to play. But it is the GOAT himself, the Moroccan magician the greatest number 10 I have seen in my lifetime at QPI has to be King Adelterrapt of Loftus Road. Um, I don't really think I need to go into much depth with this one. You know, it's Adelterrapt for me. So,
3: yeah. Perfect. Lucas, do you agree? I would have to have taken some very legal substance to disagree here, so it has to be Adelterrapt, otherwise I'm in very serious trouble.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Absolutely correct, and if you need further um, proof as to why it is a Delta app, just go onto Twitter right now, go into the search bar, and just say "Stop it, Adele." You'll find an account, and it's brilliant—just video after video of of that Moroccan magician doing his thing. Um, Lucas, centre attacking midfield. Who's it going to be?
3: Oh, this is this is hard. Um, We've gone from Taras to Good to you to Good you to a more recent one. Um, He's not a current player, um, by the way, but I think it's not a best QPR eleven without the magician himself, the the wizard who tore up the championship um, for the best part of two to three seasons. Was was loved by my fa- fans, even non-clubs. He went even by the club he went unknown to. It is, of course, Mister Eze. Um, it has to be Eze, doesn't it? Um, tore up the championship with his skills and trickery. I thought we was going to lose him in January, but losing we didn't. And instead, he, he's at Palace now, where he's not having the best time. He got a bit of an injury, but hopefully. As I say, minor
0: setbacks,
2: major comebacks. Um, so it has to be Eze. Yeah, uh, Micah, I assume you agree. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be Eze for me. I think, you know, behind behind to wrapped in terms of pure talent, I think he's probably the second best player I've seen at QPR in my lifetime. And, and I'm, I'm sure we'll see him in England squads uh, in the very near future and probably at a top six club sooner rather than later what a player
0: you know what um, when he left I wrote a little tribute not tribute I just sort of like wrote uh, something for the website about his time at the club basically just sort of he's the one that sort of kickstarts this this feeling that we've got right now this this whole journey of getting from being in a 16th place all the time to now wouldn't really be possible without building a team around him. Um, yes. And, you know, if he's in the team right now, my God, we would be scoring so many goals, but we'd be, you know, same old story, we'd be conceding lots as well, because try and fit Chair, Willock, Eze, Dykes and Austin into a side. It's just not going to happen, oh. is it? That's illegal. Um, But, <laughs> you know, that's just, that's giving poor, Stefania Hansen, just too much to do at the base midfield, isn't it? Um, it's a lot. I mean, we, we rely on him a lot, but that's too much. But you know, it, it wouldn't all be possible without Eze. And I'm gonna go out on a, a, bit, a bit of a whim here and say that he is. I think he's better than Terrapt actually.
2: Oof, that's a big call. I think I think I'll have a better career than Terrapt. I definitely yeah, think i go on and have a better career. I think career. he's
0: already had a better career. I think the only reason. I think Turek was fantastic in the championship, but it was, uh, for whatever problem, reason, whatever, it was only really a season, wasn't it? This was a season of brilliance, whereas we got glimpses of it in the Premier League. Like when he came back for that West, West Ham game, came off the bench and scored a fantastic goal. Uh, and it just, you know, at that point it was painful because you just sort of, you imagine what could have been. Um, ultimately, if he had those, didn't have those tendencies. He would have stayed at Tottenham, gone on to be a fantastic player for them, probably, and had a brilliant career elsewhere. And he would never would have come to us. But um, I think Eze would be. I, th- I just have a feeling that he has got the work rate, everything that he possibly needs to be a top top player. And the fact that he was already considered for an England team before. Uh, his injury, I think, it speaks volumes because it wasn't even like yeah. he played really well at times last season, and that goal against Sheffield United is beautiful, um, but it wasn't sort of his best, I'd say. So you know, sky's the limit yes. for that boy.
2: Yeah, I can find that. So, do you have anything else to say on him? Nah, no, nah, just I could get, I could get behind it, what you're saying. You know, I, I'm not sure that he's quite as good as what Tarap was, but I think, you know, in terms of ceiling and potential, I definitely think that Eze is going to go on and have a much better career, probably have the career that Tarap should have had, really. Yeah. And this is, we'll move on
0: to uh, right midfield now. I think this is a, not a problem area or contentious, but I think this is the last position in the side that is, you know, worthy of a bit of debate. Whereas I think the striking option, I Which we'll get to eventually. I think it's a bit of a formality, Um, but Lucas, who did you go for for right midfield?
3: This is hard, really hard. In fact, Um, well, obviously, um, but I've gone for um, might stir a wee bit of controversy here. I'm gonna go for Luke Freeman. Oh, I'm saying because. um in his two and a half years with us, he he was brilliant. A 350000 pound steal, if you like. Um he especially in the 1819 season. I'm saying that season, I'm gonna take it as far as saying him, Leisner and Lumbly kept us up that season. And um and Freeman especially, because um, I remember that game against Leeds in the league. I remember he won us that game on his own. He was yeah. back, um um but I think they're def- there's definitely some other fantastic players, for example, right now we've got like likes of Cher and Willock, um, who are brilliant players, don't get me wrong, Chair especially. And I thought long and hard about putting him in, but for me, it just has to be Luke Freeman. What about so, the other two fellas?
0: That is a very fair shout, to be fair. You know, you mentioned the <laughs> Leeds game and he was excellent until, unfortunately, the whole team really burnt out after that point. But he put everything in that day. Uh, Micah, what, who are you going with?
2: Yeah, it's funny, I, I didn't, Luke Freeman didn't even cross my mind, but when I think about it, I think, when I think about Luke Freeman, I do think about that Leeds game. Um, I think it, there was other moments as well where he saved us. I remember Rotherham away, we were god awful against Rotherham, who were by far the worst team in the league that year. And I think, did he score two? I know he scored like one right at the death. I think he might have scored both that day. Um, you know, he, um <clears throat> I don't think he ever quite hit the heights of Eze or Tarat, and that might have been down to the abysmal teams that he played in. Um but what one thing that does get forgotten about, forgotten about, sorry, with Luke Freeman is that this era we have now of buying low, selling high, he kind of kickstarted that era by going to Sheffield. I think it was six million. Like we turned 350K into six million or something like that. Um so, you know, I, I wouldn't be mad at Freeman getting in at all. I mean, My the other two- thing with
0: that, sorry if I just butt in, what's so offensive about that is that he's been awful since.
3: He
2: has. Where is and, he? In, is he, he was on loan at Forest last time I heard.
3: he back to Sheffield United probably because they got relegated. Yeah. So I, I was seems- so
0: <clears throat> gutted that he didn't perform in the Premier League because I was bigging him up a bit around the time because he was brilliant for us. And, you know, he was great. Um, whether it was the fact that the other the rest of the side was so god awful, and the fact that you know <laughs> McLaren had set us up in just an awful way, which kind of just was never going to work, um, but I was bigging him up, and then he just kind of flops a little bit, and mm. um, I, I just wish wish nothing more than for him to be really successful elsewhere. But, Mike, I carry
2: yeah, on. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, just just on the Freeman thing, it was, it was a weird move for him because Sheffield United played with a three in midfield and those three in midfield are kind of workhorses. And it, there's not really a lot of room for flair players and that in that midfield and the Wilder, but I digress. The two I had, uh, I had... Wine is a bit of a throwback, and he was a left winger, but he was left-footed and had a well, magic wand of a left foot, Lee Cook, who was my first mm. favourite QPR player. I had a teddy bear that I named Lee after Lee Cook. It's a little bit embarrassing, but I I loved Lee Cook. Um, one thing I loved about Lee Cook is that he always wore long sleeves. like None of this base layer stuff. Get that out of there, right? I'm talking about proper, classic, long, baggy sleeves. That that float in the wind when he ran That's real football Um, (laughs) um, So Lee Cook is my one suggestion My other suggestion is uh, Jamie Mackey Um, Jamie Mackey, you know, he's just hard work, personified Loves the club, came to the club twice God bless him, came to play for QPR twice Goodness me, and still loves QPR it's a miracle. That, that's, a, that is a, that's proper as that is. He came to QPR twice and still loves the club. Um, and I think as well, um, he kind of just sort of typifies that area of that era, sorry, of QPR under Warnock, which is that grit and determination. But Mackie also had a little bit of flair about him, a little bit of goal scoring now about him that, you know, made us better than everybody else. Um, but I, I am gonna pick Lee Cook just because I love Lee Cook and he is a QPR fan through and through. Um, and he's still involved with the club here and there. Um, so I I'm gonna push forward Lee Cook for me.
0: I mean, we've got three fantastic suggestions here. I agree with Mackie. I, he was the one that I went with because at the time he was um he was my favorite player in that side. Like like you said, it's it's a worn-up uh qpr Personify hard work with a little bit of flair um and i i think originally kind of he, he's he the reason why i liked him so much first of all is that i don't know if you've noticed a couple of times but i am half scottish and i you know desperate to see qpr players play for both england and scotland and he played uh, a few times for scotland even though you know If you listen to him speak, he's clearly Scottish, obviously. Um, But yeah, I just loved him. Um, Unfortunately, that injury really curtailed what could have been a a fantastic season for him, stats-wise. You think of the goal against Derby, the goal against Liverpool. He was just a fantastic player for us. Even what was it? He scored what a screamer against Middlesbrough or something like that in his second spell. I think we went on to lose the game.
2: but he still I can't remember He was definitely like under Hasselbank, was it Hasselbank? Or oh, he was he was playing for us under Hasselbank, yeah. The problem is those those years between um Ramsey and Warburton I've just repressed. So have <laughs> just forcibly repressed, so a lot of it is a blur to me. But just one big, to me
0: it's just one big lump of sixteenth.
2: Yes, that's exactly
0: <laughs> chuck it together. You could play it's in exactly any kit. Like, it's just, it's the same team in in my eyes. <laughs> they, nothing changed. <laughs> Even it's though it's just, yeah. like a ridiculously high turnover players. Um, you know, we were talking about poor left-backs. We had Paul concheski playing for us.
2: I forgot about that. Goodness me. Paul <laughs> who had Jake Bidwell <laughs> after Konchesky,
3: was, within a year of playing for us, was playing in the seventh tier of English football.
0: Yeah, he went to Villa didn't he?
3: That
2: is the QPR effect. (laughs) That's the Rangers effect right there.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) The other person that I was going to suggest for this one is the only one from the current team is Chris Willock. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And it's such a shame that Newcastle bought the wrong brother from their point of view. Um, But you could have had one for under a million, but (sighs) shocking. I think
2: if if we did this list in a year's time, I think you would probably have stronger cases for guys like Chair Willock, Dickie, and Johansson, to be honest with you. If we do this in a year's time, for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm certain Willock will probably almost be a shoe in for that right hand side.
0: I mean, again, what we were saying about teams being illegal Adele, Eze, and Chris Willock.
2: Oh, that'd be nasty.
0: (laughs) I think the thing is, though, like, I kind of like the idea of Mackie playing in there because he's going to put the effort in and track back.
2: (laughs) Well, in the absence of Dan. Right, I'm gonna put forward Mackie then for press for the pressing,
0: yeah. Dan, actually, Dan, yeah. If you're
2: listening to this, I'm, I'm repping for the Gegan press, all right.
0: I, I love Jamie and I'm so glad that he's in this side
2: because he deserves it, he really
0: does. Um, and he's I, I'm sure he's got so, mentioned plenty of times about having to work hard with Adele in the side, and to be fair, I think we're giving as not enough credit here he wasn't exactly yeah. lazy was he he worked Yeah, that's he, worked true. he did work
2: hard he did work hard yeah okay yeah. do you know what to be fair that's a hard working midfield and a delta rat so
0: credit worth it. I mean it's it's you know you just have to have that Adele and uh, Ali falling link up don't you just mm-hmm. I think um, if we remember go back to a few years ago yeah it was been a few years ago maybe but Micah, you wrote a lovely article about your love for Ali Fallin. So I'd absolutely um, demand and encourage listeners to go back, dig it out and give it a read because Micah's massive love for this player really does come across beautifully
2: in that. Um, Thank you very much. He he did read it as well, which is quite concerning. He probably thinks that I'm a stalker. But, um... <laughs> I'm um, a big alley falling fan.
0: I mean, who isn't? Let's be honest. Um, striker now. I think this is a bit of formality, but I might be wrong. We could get someone different, but for me, there's only one person. Uh, Lucas, do you want
3: to? Oh, um, good question here. Um, for me, it's got, be, it's got to be one person. One player, one player only. The man of the moment. It's got to be Charlie Austin.
2: For sure, I think that's definitely the right call, cool. mm. Micah. Interesting. Um, I would have said uh either Medibo Maiga or Andy Johnson. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love strikers that don't score. I uh, think nah, that's on.
0: Un- Andy Johnson would have been a good signing, just like <laughs> at a five different years time. before we signed him. Yeah, even like two years before, because he was like one of the ones that scored loads of goals against us <clears> when he played for <clears> Fulham. But go on. <laughs>
2: No, nah, he would always. I remember he would always score against us. Even back in the day when he played for Palace, he would always score against her. Um And then he came to us and couldn't get through. Um, it's got it? to be Charlie, in it. Let's be honest, it's, it's Austin. He's 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 in. I think if it wasn't, there was some arguments when he left. But I think if it wasn't certain before, I think the final half of last season probably solidified him as legend status. Um, you know, but I, I will run through some honourable mentions. I think, you know, Kevin Gallen, I think is is, you know, <clears throat> considered a legend in a club. Obviously, as kids, everybody loved Kevin Gallen. A bit more of a controversial figure nowadays, but um still QPR legend. Um Paul Furlong, obviously. The first QPR goal I remember was Paul Furlong in a playoff semi-final against Oldham. If I can't even remember if it was older when I was like five years old. Um and, you know, not necessarily a goal scorer. Actually, you know, I'd, yeah, I'll go Heidi Helgeson as well. A special mention for Heidi Helgeson. I think he was great for us. And people forget, the season we stayed up, he was our top scorer. And um, <clears throat> I think the, the the last player that I'll give an honourable mention to, not, again, not really a prolific goal scorer, but probably the most iconic moment in all of our lives, supporting QPR. Bobby Zamora does deserve a shout, you know, Um kind of bombed out the team, but he worked hard to get back in the team. And I think when we went up, he was actually a pretty decent player for us. I think he did form a good partnership with Austin up there. But, you know, the the fact of the matter is, it is Charlie. it just is Charlie Austin. Like, there's nobody else.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the amount, sheer amount of goals he scored, not only in the Championship, but in the Premier League as well. You forget how yeah. high up he was um, in the goal scoring table that season. Got an England call-up and never
2: actually...
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I I always, at the time, kind of had the feeling that... I mean, it's probably not true because he probably is a much better player than him. But at the time when Vardy was scoring all all those goals, it felt like Vardy had the career that Austin should have. Um, Yeah. Just because Austin had scored more that season in a worse team, never got an England... He got the England call-up and then didn't get actually selected in I think it was a friendly against Ireland, which we drew nil-nil. Uh that just sums up that era of England for me. You and he <laughs> I think we brought on um Wilshire off the bench to try and win us the game where well, you've got a goal scorer in Charlie Austin. I you know that was Hodgson days, wasn't it? Royal it was, days. It was. And yeah. he's done a great yeah, job for sticks. Palace, but for England, my God, that man was a terrorist. <laughs> never forget Iceland never forget because we were awful uh, but yeah it. I always felt slightly disappointed of the way it went for Austin at Southampton Um, mm. you know he get well now necessarily he might not get on so well with the fans with what some people say to him but um, he really didn't get off get on with Southampton Southampton fans, did he? That was no. a bizarre time and really disappointing because he was. If he stayed fit and all that, he would have been a fantastic striker. Uh, so yeah, the amount of goals he scored isn't it? He scored most goals. This TPR century, e? he's, our,
2: he's our top goal scorer. This century, yeah,
0: I believe. I mean, there you go. Like anyone else had any other suggestions? It's just, it's just wrong, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, let's run you through the team one last time that we've selected. In goal, Alex Smithies. Left-back, Yunsuk Young. Left-centre-back, Clint Hill. Kasper Corks, right-centre-back. Then, Carl Walker uh, on the right-back right, right back position. A f- midfield of Ali Fallin and Sean Derry. And then, the attacking midfielders, Adele Tarat, Abere SH, and Jamie Mackey. And last but not least... Charlie Austin up front. And I'm just thinking about a bench as well. I think we would probably go with Paddy Kenny in, as backup goalkeeper. Maybe Darnell Furlong got a few mentions. So he'll be our fullback. Ryan Nelson bravely sitting on the bench there. Uh, Lee Cook for one of Micah's suggestions. Um, who else? Who do we want as reserve midfielder, central midfield?
2: Uh, I I would go for Martin Rowlands personally because I'm a big Martin Rowlands fan um, but if if you wanted to have uh, who else is there? <laughs> who did we say <laughs> earlier? I can't remember.
0: I think Barton got mentioned but he's not getting in this team. Ugh, no,
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anybody listening, if you love Joey Barton, I'm sorry but I refuse to let him get in this team. I'm so sorry. Lucas, any suggestions for a
0: backup CM? People.
3: Back up central midfielder, Luongo. No.
0: <laughs> Not ahead of Martin Rowlands, no way. <laughs>
3: oh, this is hard. This is difficult. Um
0: oh. I think the um I would take Stefan as he could probably play I mean, Rowlands could play a few different positions, couldn't he?
2: Yeah, I mean when I first started watching QPR, Martin Rowlands was hard. Uh, number 10, he was our top scorer and he finished his career as like a defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, you
0: could, we could, have
2: sh- him. We could have him anywhere. I-, I think
0: we've got to go for Rowlands. Um, and then I want Hider. I mean, uh, yeah. Hider Helgeson as as much as Kevin Gallen was really good, I think we need to have Bobby Zamora on the bench just for that. Moment, iconic moment in our lives.
2: I'm not mad at it, I don't hate it.
0: You know, he does, he proven in the biggest game to come off the bench and score a massive goal. Um, Bobby Z, Bobby Z is in. And then, do we want to go with one more strike, or do we want to go with like a wing, another winger? What, what, what do we
2: want? Uh. I I think it would it would be remiss of us not to have one of Furlong or Gallen in there. To be honest with you, I just it wouldn't sit right with my six-year-old self. (laughs) Um,
0: Should we have? I mean, Gallen was a very good player, wasn't he? He he was. Yeah, we'll go with Kevin Gallen.
2: Yeah, he's QPR fine as well. So yeah, Uh, Paul Furlong playing for Chelsea as well. It works against him. As much as he is a Rangers legend, I'm going to put a little C
0: next to Clint Hill's name because I assume there's no better person to be a captain in that side.
2: Uh, I says- <laughs> <laughs> That is the the Neil yeah. Warnock tactic. <laughs> that has to be Clint Hill, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the
0: thing now. Okay, so yeah, that's the that's our best eleven. Is uh, there's plenty of promotion winners there? And I the quickly apologise, to
2: can I quickly apologise to anybody born before, I don't know, 1996? They'll absolutely be tearing their hair out of this team.
0: Uh, uh, no, this team this team would do absolute bits for us in the Championship and would make a strong fist of staying in the Premier League as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is sort of the point of our generation, isn't it? That we talk about the players that we've seen and it's nice that we have players like You know, Andy Sinton, uh, Stan Bowles, all these players in the past, legends of the club for whatever reason. But, you know, this is our team. This is what we grew up watching and what we would love to still watch to this day. Um, We've actually got a few players in this side that featured quite heavily on the fun day of the Premier League season, where a little goal happened, which kind of rocked the Premier League. Uh, and significantly upset one half of Manchester. I think it would be remiss of us to not mention the fact that Sergio Aguero has retired today. Someone that's you know mm. kind of tied to QPR history. We were there. We you know we were the team that conceded that goal. Don't forget us. But I don't think there's been a. Aguero was such a fantastic player, and it's so sad that his career has ended in this way. And I don't mm. think that there's a better, you know, for me. No, I don't think I've seen a better Premier League striker, and definitely my favourite player outside of QPR. He was just fantastic.
2: Mm. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, I think when when you talk about the 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 trilogy or the Trinity, sorry, of the the best three Premier League strikers, I think if you ask most people of any age, they will say Shearer, Henri, and Sergio Aguero. Um, It's it's, it's a shame that it did end for him in this way. But I think he can look back on his career and say, yep, I was a world-class player for probably about 10 plus years of my career. Uh, My legacy in England is certified. Legacy in Argentina is certified. Um, He's had a wonderful career. And um, I think we all QPR fans wishing the best in retirement.
0: Absolutely. Um, and with that that is going to be the end of this week's podcast. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed us rambling on about players that are perhaps not even that good in, you know, in the grand scheme of things in the histories of the club. But regardless, I think we've all enjoyed our time here and if these postponements go on any longer you're gonna probably have a few more podcasts of this sort of standard so uh follow us on spotify and apple podcasts follow us on twitter as well because we're, we're all on twitter and we all post things um and also you could follow our generation at our generation net on twitter as well um so thank you very much for listening again and Hopefully you'll listen again soon.